Welcome to the Sonder Podcast, where we want to hear your story, a podcast about your life, what you live, what you go through, where everybody has an interesting story to tell. So please sit back and enjoy the ride. All right, so we're here on the on the on the Sonder Podcast. I'm here with um my very good friend Osiriton, and we're talking about we're talking about monogamy. Um, and the myth of monogamy. Um, I'm going to do a brief uh, introduction to the topic before I bring Osai in, because I just want to get some thoughts out there first. When I say the myth of monogamy, I'm saying that monogamy, as we have been taught, is not practiced as widely and strictly as we thought. The idea of the types of relationships we, we strive for is relatively new. And honestly, I think the difficulty is why people are so unhappy and why relationships fail. We hold ourselves to many unrealistic standards. And I'm not saying monogamy is unrealistic, but it's one of the many idealistic things we try to hold ourselves to. And it's possible, but it's not practiced as widely as we think. So on that note, I'm gonna bring my, uh, my man Osai in. What's up, bro? Hello, what's good? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm well, man. It's a it's a gloomy Saturday, but I needed some downtime, so this is good. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right, man. So we we uh, we were supposed to have Jen on the podcast. My girl Jen. Jen, the very beautiful, very talented Jen. Yeah. But she's not here right now, so hopefully she'll join us later. Yeah, but shout out to the uh, Let's Chat podcast. Shout out to Les Chat. Real talk. Yeah. All right. So we talk about monogamy, bro. So I mean, you got any thoughts about monogamy before we start getting into like questions or back and forth? Um, that's it's a great idea in its concept. Uh, I've seen it in some ways. So um, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out for myself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how uh, well it's working out for me, but yeah, let's get into it though. All right, so thing with me, I've never no, no. Let me say this: I've never seriously dated more than one person at one time. So I guess, in a sense, I've practiced monogamy. But um, I'm gonna just be real. I'm just throw it out here: like I see a lot of extramarital activity happening, or I've heard of a lot of extramarital activity happening with relatives. You know uncles or great aunts or cousins or friends of the family like it's it's rampant and um it's kept quiet really you don't hear about it until after the fact because right. i hear stories about uncles and uh you know elders in our family after they pass or or whatever that oh yeah you know he did this he did that you know they had this kid or she he slept with his brother's wife and some shit like that you know what i mean yeah. it, I hear that stuff all the time, and I'm like, well, so the whole time when, when this person was alive and we knew this person, we just thought that they were a beautiful couple, that they're all, oh, this is a good man. He's a, he, he's a maverick of our generation. You know, he's a, he's, he's a leader, you know, and which all those things are, are still true, right? Right. But then you start hearing all the sexual activity after, you know, when, it, when it's safe to talk about, I guess. But you go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I see I see the same things, right? So 
I mean, after a while, it just gets to be like tired. Like how many times, you know, people like in the media, you find out, oh, he was cheating and that like people still be surprised. And I'm just like, duh, you know, like, all right. Like if you just pay attention, it's extramarital affairs are so common. And, you know, the way we look, I guess the way we look at it now is different and um maybe some of that has to change i don't know so let's i'm gonna go back to some i'm, I'm gonna get historical on this real quick right so i've been i've been like googling and youtubing and just trying to you know i want to be knowledgeable about the topic i don't just want to speak out my out my ass and say oh i believe so what i've what i've what i've researched is that over time, we as, as people, as humans, we've not been that good at monogamy. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll talk about the benefits of monogamy later. But I mean, in, in history, I mean, people seem to have been stepping around the corner a lot <laughs> behind right. closed doors, you know. I mean, monogamy, honestly, is a new concept if you want to come into the history of the world, right? Like millions and thousands of years. It's a new concept because people used to just travel and 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 hump whatever whatever is available you know but i mean as we start started to get more civilized and and um urbanized and you know developed our agriculture and started owning property and declaring territory we started practicing monogamy because it just makes sense you know right this is my wife these are my kids this is my land this is my husband this is uh our farm these are our crops you know it just makes sense to kind of uh, have a unit, a, a functioning unit, to make things to be to become successful in your in your marriage, in your family, and in your career or whatever. Yeah. But that being said, in googling and YouTubing, if you look at the DNA in most humans, you see that people used to just you know run around the corner a lot and, and play in the bushes. You know, I mean, America is the biggest example of it. You know, America created a, a new race called light-skinned people <laughs> you know i mean i mean it's the truth right that's right. that's real right yeah that's before true. traveling there weren't no light-skinned negroes and then after traveling and mixing we cre they created a whole new genre of people that's, i guess that's true i mean am i am i wrong is that is that is that wrong no i don't know but i mean that makes sense yeah, it makes sense it ain't the wrong right thing there were, know, no light, there were no light skinned niggas 200, uh, uh, a thousand years ago in, in, in Sudan. You know what I'm saying? Right. 3,000 years ago in Sudan. Right. Or let me, let me not say Sudan, because that's close to the Mediterranean. In like, in like Angola, or, or what is now Angola, or, or uh, you know, Zimbabwe. It was, it was a bunch of niggas. Bunch of yeah, a bunch of darkies. Beautiful dark skinned people, you know? Yeah. You didn't see Lenny Kravitz walking around in, in, in Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty true, right? I, but still, even in, let's say, like, the Arab, the Arab world, I be wondering how people that live so close to the sun be so light. Oh, I mean, we we can get into all the anthropology, uh, yeah. anthropology. Is that? I know we off subject. We off subject, but I mean, but, <laughs> but but since we're talking about that, yeah, monogamy. White people, white men have been the least monogamous people in history. <laughs> any country that is has any type of light skinnedness. Is, is some some traveling white dude who was probably married. Yep. Who created a whole branch of uh, in the Caribbean and Africa and 
in uh, South Africa and in all these other nations, these white dudes have been slinging the most dick. Right. And this, for the funny part, the ironic part about that is like they're the ones who introduced this modern form of monogamy into these into these cultures, because historically, you know, people of color aren't weren't as really strict on that on that notion. So right. they, they came with their introduction. Well, not them, but people with their strong religious beliefs came and imposed it on people who, quote unquote, were uncivilized. But, you know, they lived at peace and then monogamy came along and everything went to hell. Well, so so I, I so I just want to make one thing clear, just to be just to throw it out there. We can get back into it. This episode is not me denouncing monogamy, or it's not me going against monogamy. I just want to talk about it in an honest way. I'm for the what makes a relationship work, what what helps raising kids, what what helps build stronger families. And if that's monogamy, I'm a hundred percent for that. I'm, but I just want to talk about the uh, the the concept. And, and go into it in depth, mm-hmm. but like you said, um, and and we're just one generation move removed from polygamy, right? <laughs> I mean, just to be real, we are. I mean, right? If that, yeah, our super Christian um, counterparts try to make it seem like the monogamous way was like the only thing and like the the, the gold standard, but like, yo, your 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 dad had two wives, three wives, right? right. You oh, you have oh. half. Your, your parents have half siblings, right? You know yeah. that live live in the same compound. Like it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like ten thousand years ago, nigga. It was like 20, 30 years ago, <laughs> right? Right, and and I mean, you know, so like, yeah, I, I think monogamy is is great. You know, if it works out, I think the thing for me is like it's just not working for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? That it ain't to bash monogamy, but it's just for me. My thing is like can what point are we going to get to where we can have new ideas of what monogamy means new and new ideas about what relationships mean and and cheating and all these things we have these strict policies on but clearly it's not working for a lot of people so like when can we just have a uh a discussion about the other ways of being so right right um damn i wish jim was here because i have these these points that we that I, i laid out and I don't want to get into them without her, but I might have to get into some of these points without her. <laughs> I mean, but but I mean, but back to what you said. Yeah, I'm one generation removed from polygamy. Well, one generation or two generations, I don't know. My grandfather had more. My grandfather was quote unquote a chief, right? Yeah. In Nigeria, in uh, Ekiti State, in Yoruba land. Okay. You know, in Ikera, there's a village. I'm saying it all wrong, but hey, I'm an American. Sue me, right? <laughs> right. Um, he had, he was a chief and he had more than one wife and my dad had half sibling. My dad was one of like 13, probably right. more, probably more than that, but right. I think he was like one of 13. So I have half sibling. So I have a, I have cousins here in the U S who are half siblings of my dad. Their father is a half sibling of my dad through polygamy. Uh-huh. Um, most people from countries like in the Middle East, you know, some countries in India probably, and I mean, I mean, some places in India, and North Africa and Africa, I mean, they practice polygamy. Um, now again, I'm not saying you would hear stories about how polygamy was detrimental to your family, so I hear that all the time. Oh, the wives are competing. The the to- the, the the environment is toxic. 
the people hate each other, people get neglected, abused, all that. So I don't know. So there are, I mean, if you want to go back and forth to the pros and cons of both, there are some very terrible things that can happen in polygamous families. But I'm just saying, in reality, we are not far removed from polygamy. Us being American-born Africans right. whose, whose families come directly from our African countries. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, too, though. People always look at the bad parts of polygamy as if it doesn't exist in monogamy. There's nothing that you could say really well that I've heard. Let me say there's nothing I've heard about polygamy that's bad that I haven't heard in monogamy. So the same thing you can still have. You're still going to have to deal with jealous women, whether you're monogamous or not. They're still going to be jealous women or jealous dudes, whatever, whatever, whatever. People trying to infiltrate your relationship, fighting within the relationship. It's just human nature. We just have conflicts of all type. So but what what are what are the possible options? What does I think one thing I want to kind of move to, if that's all right, is like how uh, monogamy has been tied to loyalty and those two things need more clarification right when, when we talk about people like generally um women talk about loyalty and men too but i hear it a lot from women i talk to a lot more women about relationships but loyalty is is for them it's just all right it, her man can't have sex with anybody else all right that's that's fine i, I don't that sounds a little bit more like slavery than loyalty but all right if that's what they believe then um that's party probably why it's not working because men don't generally think like that. Uh, I, I don't like to call men dogs, but since a lot of people are familiar with that reference, I mean, you look at dogs, right? You, you, you we say men are dogs because they sleep around, but anybody who knows anything about dogs, their number one trait is loyalty. So even using that metaphor is just is but backwards because loyalty doesn't mean okay, you just. You're just with one person and da, da 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 Loyalty, a dog is loyal because they'll go, they'll go around, they'll sleep around, but they know where to come back home to. And if we're going to use, call men dogs for that reason, then okay, yes. But that means that they're, they're loyal. In the back in the days, and still to this day, always, for a long time, if a man picks a woman to be his, his wife, that's his wife. If he sleeps around, like not, I don't even want to say sleeps around, but if he has extramarital affairs occasionally, he doesn't embarrass his wife, he doesn't embarrass his woman, doesn't have her looking bad in these streets and doesn't rub it in her face. And he's in, in a sense to us, that's like to men, that's like, OK, well, that's how we show respect. That's how we show our loyalty. And we come and we know where to come back home. We take care of the home. We take care of the woman in the home, make sure that she's good and she's straight. And that was how men were acting, which in that sense was, yeah, kind of like dogs. But, you know, that's not even acceptable anymore because it's like, all right, he's got to pay all the bills and provide for you and have sex with nobody else. <laughs> it's just <laughs> tough. That's tough. I mean, especially, you know, just mathematically, we're outnumbered on this earth two to one. And then if you if you get into the nuances, it's a little bit more than that when you think about men who are able to be stable and be able to take care of, of themselves, you know, they have access to a lot more women, but. So again, again, I'm not for or against anything, but it's two to one probably, but it's really like four to one when you come to men that women actually want to sleep. That's with. what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> but, but let me get back to, but let me get back to a point we mentioned earlier. 
um about monogamy being a new something we said, but I remember in the in one of the fella fella Kuti uh yeah. from Nigeria, he made a point that uh, American Africans marry more than one wife and they keep them all on the same compound. He said that white men marry one wife and then have a bunch of mistresses and concubines mm-hmm. all, all over. And he says that, you know, just because they call themselves married doesn't mean that their system is better than the African system. This is, I'm, I'm quoting fella here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when, when I was an accountant, I was an accountant um, like around 2012. I mean, I'm still an accountant, but back in like around 2012, when I worked for a public accounting firm, we, we, did, we were auditing this uh, charity, this nonprofit. And the girl who did the finances for the nonprofit was an American woman, like a regular light-skinned, different world type American girl, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, her, her, matter of fact, her company was called Ubuntu. And I was like, where'd you get that thing oh, from? Wow. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, because I went to Africa. And then I, so I started my company and named it Ubuntu. But she actually visited Africa. And I guess she was maybe involved with someone over there. And she said she got land in Senegal. But one thing that she mentioned is that she appreciated their system better than her system because she comes from a family with like a you know who you know typical american shit you know dad's married but has different girlfriends mistresses families broken up shit happens divorce all so she comes from a broken home yeah and apparently you know uh you know it was it wasn't amicably uh, amicably broken right right so she was like when she went to africa and ended up getting land in senegal she noticed that she appreciated the system in Senegal more than the system here because the man had more than one wife, but he took care of them. Mm-hmm. And he raised the kids, and they all lived in the same compound, and they were all family. And um, uh, she would talk to the wives, and the wives, was like, the wives were like, I mean, I'm happy because, you know, if he has more than one wife, then he'll leave me alone. Right. Exactly. And I was like, I'm, I'm sitting here like this is an American, right? I'm like, because I'm, we're African, so you know, we're, we're quietly in our mind, like we know, we know what this is. But I'm still like, this is an American lady saying this, yeah. And I was like, yo, I was befuddled. But again, we're talking about this educationally. I'm not. Uh, I'll give my personal opinion at the end. Um, <laughs> yo, hey, tell <laughs> how many disclaimers you gonna make? <laughs> I so, so the, the, the reason why I do that because I don't want to make it seem like I'm. Because we're we're talking heavy on one direction. I don't want to make it seem like I'm swinging in any direction when I'm not. I'm I really just want to lay out the facts, you know. Right, 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 right. But um, and I thought I saw Jen, but I guess I, I guess I didn't. But yeah, I just I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, like um, um yeah. Like, and let me all right. Let me let me uh show some support for monogamy since it's, it's seeming one sided. Monogamy is great, you know, when pe- two people can can get together and really uh, maintain home like a nuclear family. I think my parents were a very good example of it. You know, they're very, very, very good example. They've been married for like 38 years, coming on 38 years and, you know, still married to this day. So I've seen a great example of how it could work. And um, so I think it's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. That's what I'm saying. I've always wanted it for myself personally. And uh, it's just it's just challenging nowadays. And also, it's just not for everybody, just like polygamy ain't for everybody that that i mean i, I mean that doesn't get stressed enough like that's a, that's a good point that's yeah, a very good that's point. not for everybody either like some men most men probably can't even handle it it's hard enough to deal with just one woman so having multiple women some men probably just think they oh yeah that's the way that they want it to be but nah I, for me personally i i understand and i respect the fact that polygamy actually successful polygamy takes a lot of wisdom which is why solomon in the bible 
the, the wisest men in the Bible also had the most wives because it takes a lot of wisdom to conduct, especially feminine energy, multiple feminine energies within a household and be successful at it. So it's not just for me, the idea of it isn't just some, oh, this is some cool alternative. It's like, nah, you really got to be built for it. You know what I'm saying? Even even for me, I feel like I'm built for it, but I still ain't. I still personally wouldn't. I'm not trying to jump into it like that because, you know, it's a lot. It takes a lot of uh, wisdom. It takes a lot of communication and understanding and respect, you know, to to do it successfully. Because if I were to try it, I mean, I'd, I'd want it to happen successfully, not just just do it off the hitch because, you know, I, I can't figure out how to make a monogamous thing work. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So one thing I want to stress. Men who are polygamous have wealth and power. Average dudes in any country ain't walking around with more than one wife. I mean, they might not be wealthy compared to Americans, but wherever they are in their country, in their village, wherever they're in, where they are, they're wealthy and they're powerful and they can manage to take care of more than one woman. One thing I, I, I don't understand when people stress monogamy and polygamy, they only stress the sexual component. Right. Because everything in America is about sex, really. I mean, and I'll get to that in a second, but if you're going to deal with multiple women, you should be able to take care of multiple women. If I mean, if you're going to deal with them on that level. I mean, I'm not talking about, listen, I'm not talking about like, oh, you, you met somebody at a party, you had a one-night stand. I mean, that's American culture, just in general, right? Mm. I'm talking about if you're really trying to hold long-lasting relationships with more than one woman, Bro, you're gonna need you're gonna have to bring a lot to the table. Well, yeah. And typically, see, that's a see, that's a that's a tricky component because typically people think that people assume that ah, uh, well, you have to take care of them financially. I think that that's helpful, but I don't think that that should be the end all be all. Because let's say you're an average dude, average dude, let's say you make 50, 60,000 dollars, even though that's probably more than average, it's definitely more than average black man, but the average man makes probably about 50,000 dollars a year. Okay. 42. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 42. Right. So if you're doing 50, 60,000, that's good. You Now you may not be able to take care of, of two women on that one salary alone, but let's say, okay, you, 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 you have one wife, right? Okay. And maybe she, she works, uh, you know, humble job and she's making, you know, 30, $30,000 a year. Okay. Boom. Then the, then if, all right, then you, you bring another wife into the fold. She's making another 30,000. That's a six figure income household. Then, then if you guys are working together, pooling your resources, maybe you're investing, maybe you start another business. Boom. Then you can bring in even more money that will, will, will allow the family to take care of the finances in addition to, to whatever the man contributes. So I think, yeah. So I, I think that we put emphasis on like the man being able to take care of multiple women financially, but I don't necessarily believe that that has to be the case from jump. I think that obviously that should be in the plans, but let's say, you know, a man who's making 50, 60,000 gets together with a woman who's making, you know, let's say 30,000. And then they add, you know, a, a second wife into the fold and she's making another 30,000. That's a six figure income household. Then if they figure out how to pull their money, and because they're all sharing expenses, so they figure out how to pool their money, make investments, maybe start another business. Then they're bringing in even more money that's able to sustain themselves. So the money component to me isn't as important as the character component like that. The man, yes, he needs to be able to take care of 
them, at least himself, and maybe one other woman financially. But really, he needs to be able to take care of the family mentally and spiritually. Those are the things that people often leave out of the conversation. Those are more important than the money because Bye. anybody... Any <laughs> oh, first of all, thank God, dude. Thank God, dude. The beautiful Jen eBay has joined us. Join the right. conversation. Our sister's here. Hi, hi. Oh, now we can go in. We can go in. We can go in. But look, but look, all right. So, hey, so Jen, so look, check this out, right? People often say, all right, all right, before you, you get, um, you, you get into a polygamous relationship, the man has to be able to take care of multiple women. That's cool, but that's that shouldn't be the only defining factor because you can you can have a lot of money to take care of the woman, but you could be a trash person. And then that that situation is ugly and messy anyway. It's more important. You, you can always get money. You can always make money if people commit to each other and they commit financially to each other. And but you what you can't do is not be a jerk. If you're if your money ain't gonna make ain't gonna make you a better person to make a harmonious relationship. I was referencing Solomon in the Bible earlier, how he was the wisest man in the Bible, but he also had the most wise because it takes polygamy. I mean, it takes wisdom to operate polygamy successfully. That's why it's not for for every man. It's not for many men. It's not for most men. It's just for a few. <laughs> so. so yeah, Jen, um, we we got we we went in a little bit. Oh, so we got here, but let me let me see if I can let me see if I can bring you up to date a little bit. Okay. We we were just we were just talking about um, monogamy and polygamy definitions and house practices in different cultures, and compared it to and compared monogamy to poly, monogamy with side people with side pieces with just plain old polygamy, right? So we talked about that. Um, hey, can we? What if we? Would it be crazy to just start fresh? From the beginning, yeah, I got like I want I want more of Jennifer in here. All right, so this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm keeping what we had before because this is gold, bro. Yeah, but yeah. we're gonna start over right now, and then and, and and um, we're just gonna start right now. We can start over right now. Let's start right, start from right. jump. Uh, Jennifer, what are your thoughts on monogamy? Oh, uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> Okay, I feel like we all would like. Let me start all over. I don't think we all. I think a lot of people think that monogamy is the route to a successful relationship. Um, do I? It's achievable for the minute few. Yes, it is. Um, do I think it's realistic? in sense of what monogamy is as a structure, I don't think so. Um, is that something that I would want? For me, I, I would want to be in a monogamous relationship. Um, I do think though that a lot of men say they want that in actuality, they don't. They like the stability of what monogamy provides in this one sense. Don't like the restrictions that also adds on to it as well, but that's a completely different conversation. I think monogamy can be a good thing if that's where your mindset is. Do I think it's applicable? I don't think so. Do I think people should be more and how they view monogamy or how they view relationships? You know, overall, 
yes, I think it will make better conversations, better relationships if people are just more open and honest and allowing flexibility in something that seems to be so rigid, which is what, for me, I think monogamy is, is quite rigid, but that's just my opinion. That was well said. So uh, just a note, I'm gonna let this run for like another 10 minutes. And you know how, you know how Anchor is, it starts tripping after a while. All right. So then after a while, we might take a little break and I'll send another link so we can get it, so we can get a, a good another 30 minutes of just answering questions and getting deep. Yeah. Do you know what? But, Sorry, guys. When I said four o'clock, I'm at Houston four o'clock. Not uh, that's why I was like, oh, well, they're already uh, doing this tonight. Now that's why I'm so late. So apologies on that. But go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no that's that's a failure on all of us because we we should have all known that. Hmm. I should have put four Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, yeah, should have. But sorry about that, guys. That was my fault. No, nah, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. But now nah, to what Jen said, um, she said something very important about the structural benefits of monogamy, right? Because mm. she said, you know, the structural benefits of monogamy, and I'm going to get into it, um, raising children, pooling money, uh, emotional support, um, financial support. Wait, I'm sorry. Is this for monogamy? No, but let me, let me get into it. Let me uh, get into it. Yeah, he's saying for monogamy. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah this is monogamy, the structural advantages of monogamy, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she said most men want the advantages of monogamy, but don't want to practice it purely. And I and yes, that those are the structural benefits of monogamy. But there are there, there are two forms of monogamy actually. There's structural monogamy and there's sexual monogamy. What people in this country in America um, tend to think of monogamy, think of monogamy of is the structural monogamy. Two people get married, they commit to each other. They live together and all that. But sexual monogamy is actually only having sex with one person. And when I was doing my research, structural monogamy is practiced a lot. Sexual monogamy is rarely practiced. Facts. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Like, because she was like, she said she mentioned got people want monogamy. They want they like the idea of monogamy, they want it and the benefits, but they don't want to, they don't like and the I, restrictions. Yeah, but, and I think that's that's what I was talking about terms of what you just mentioned totally the sexual component of it right? right so a lot of men like that's why a lot of men do, who say i'm not leaving my wife right for whatever reasons because obviously financial benefits or financial consequences that might arise or they like that stability they like there's a home structure they like that they have their kids they, that they have the house they have all of this however sexually he wants to spread his wings. He wants to have multiple women or maybe, you know, one other person, maybe not be multiple. And he wants that freedom. And I think that's a lot of, a lot of people, men and women. Some people like being in a relationship with one person, but being or having the ability to still sleep with and that be okay. Now, you know, when you have, that's more so an open relationship I know there's polyamory and throuples and different, you know, names to talk about new age convention relationships, but the idea of it still derives that there people still like some form of stability, but they also like to do as they please with other people sexually. Right, and I so think I, that's where 
we get issues when we're trying to define monogamy all of those structural components put together yeah i i i i see what you're saying. i i i agree um also you, you didn't say anything you got anything to say nah 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 you know um that's that's right that's where we at i mean yeah those are the the, the nuances that i think they're seldom looked at and seldom discussed but yeah the, the limitations and the constriction i think is where it gets cloudy yeah i so two things i believe in structural monogamy i believe in i believe polygamy can work if it's the right people um but i believe monogamy can work if it's the right people i think being successful at monogamy is just as hard as being successful at polygamy one is not easier than the other no um i don't think i don't think having multiple people into a relationship equates to it being easy <laughs> i think it's more difficult you have you have to balance, you know, two other women's feelings, or if it's men, mm -hmm. you know, if it was a woman. Emotions dividing that time is a lot. I mean, there's a show on Lifetime or whatever, Sister Wives or whatever it's called. It's stress. So let me ask you a question, I, though. One, let me ask one, one question. And this is just a, this is just a, a, just a question based on facts, and I just want to hear, hear the answer. There are much more women than there are men in this world, right? And with the men that are out there, there are only a percentage of men that women actually want to be and sleep with, right? Yep. So how would you, how would you, how could you, how would monogamy work in, uh, with those statistics? How could monogamy actually be practiced without the majority of women not having anybody at all. Uh, well, I mean, I, yeah. go ahead, Well, I mean, now nah, I'm just saying with your question, I think you're basing it on the fact that monogamy is for everybody, but that's not the case. So those things could naturally work themselves out because not everyone's going to has to practice monogamy. Now, if, if it's the mandate that everyone has to practice monogamy, then yes, yeah, statistically, that's impossible. Right. I mean, uh, again, I believe now in a perfect world, if there was one man for one woman, I would say monogamy is am amazing. But and Jen, you missed this before because you weren't in it. And it's my fault for the programming uh, glitch. Most, not most, many of the relationships in our in our fam not families, in our network, you know, aunties, uncles, grand aunts and grand uncles, you oh. hear later after the fact that they were not monogamous. And I'm yeah. not saying that they, they, I'm not saying that they were always not monogamous, but you hear about mm -hmm. this person stepped out or that person stepped out. I know one of my great aunts or whatever or whatever it is, her some of her children came for another guy, but they didn't know that because in Africa there's no such thing as a DNA test. But yeah. then she told her she told her daughter um, later in life that yes, you didn't you didn't come from your father because and the excuse was oh because your father was um what's that word impotent. Which I'm like y'all mm. are, are not doctors y'all don't know that but anyway that was the excuse you know, but um, but to me it's just like to me that stuff has been happening forever it's just it's it's always it's always been happening right even in biblical times this nothing is new under the sun right nothing is new under the sun and even in in our culture it's always happens if a husband if a wife cannot bear 
you know, a child, they're instantly going to wife. Well, if the wife can't have a son and he wants a son, then, you know, another wife will come in. Sometimes they even sleep with that. They do, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's not spoken about because, right. you know, about these things for whatever reasons, even though it's happening and no one says anything. That's that's the crazy thing. That's but, the reason why I named this. No, one, one quick thing. That's the reason why I named this podcast The Myth of Monogamy. I'm not saying monogamy is wrong, but what, we, what we've been told is a complete lie. But keep going. It is. I think it's how, I think it's everyone could understand why monogamy seems take right when because you're a lot of people are looking at it from the economic point of view right it's about covering it's about security it's all of these different things but at the end of the day you still have desires right, right. um and a lot what do you do in that moment when you are your partner or and, and, and- or the appetite is there and you desire that person, but you want more. Right. So wow. one thing I want to say, in that moment when you don't desire your partner, that could just be a moment, right? Yeah, but sometimes My that moment... Is, nah, some women be, get over it. Yeah, some people be over it. Yeah, no, the one I'm saying is some people get over it, but then after, to me, what I've seen is that people get over it and then they separate and they break up and then like two years nah. later, I want that person again. You know what nah. I'm saying? Yeah, that happens, but nah, some some people they be over it, but they they don't necessarily they don't just break up, especially if you got more traditional values. Some people just you you'll be surprised. Yeah, you'll be right. surprised how many women are in relationships that has been over for years, right? But because I, of of circumstances or traditional even societal pressures, internal pressures, family pressures, all of these different things, they stay. They're over it, mind, body. But they're yeah. present in a relationship, a monogamous relationship. Now, if you were to tell that person, hey, listen, you can still keep the structure of what this looks like, but you have the ability to go out and find someone that, you know, that lights a spark in you, lights will be out <laughs> they will be out they will be able to say i yeah. family i can keep this home structure while being with someone else who i actually want to be with and i'm not going to get judgment for it or i'm not going to get help for it from the person who i'm currently with okay yeah but that's why that's why side pieces and side chicks and, and mains and all these other things is prevalent because a lot of people don't want to mm, they don't want to mess up that structure, right. the economic structure that they have. However, the physical desire or sometimes even the emotional desire is still wanting. They still want that. And the person that they're with is not able to fulfill that for them. So now you're stuck here in a monogamous relationship because you're benefiting from one aspect, but you're your wants and desires and needs as a human being is not being fulfilled. Now you're going to seek for that on the low. Right, which happens a lot. On because low. what man come to man, yeah, which happens a lot. What man am I gonna say, listen, you don't fulfill me emotionally and spiritually as or physically. I still want us to be but is it okay? No man 
a lot of the times is going to be okay with that ever. Right. Well, we should try. I think people should try. No, I mean, I I think people are trying it. Let's let's be real. I think people should be honest about it. Uh, I mean, wait. Do you think people are are do you think people are are having these conversations? I don't. No, 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 no. I'm not I saying don't. people are. No, I'm saying people are entering into these side relationships. Oh yeah. About it. yeah. Oh, of course that's not. Been the case for, yeah, that's been the case for all of history. But yeah, what I what I what Jen I like what Jen was saying was like I I mean, she you know it, it seems ridiculous like especially for a woman <laughs> to say that to a man, but it seems ridiculous. But I think more women should try it. Right. You'll, you'll see you'll see you'll see either one of two things all right it may cause friction or whatever 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 but or you may get what you want or he may step up in the ways that you may need him to i think right. more women should try it yeah uh, yeah i think if it can be done not recklessly i think it it, it could it be benefit to people i think the people who can stay monogamous um should do that but if you if you know that being trying to be monogamous is going to be more work than just separating or doing something else and it's and at the end the end result is going to be something negative then just don't just don't 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 lie to yourself because i mean if the end result here's my thing if the end result is going to be negative of trying to be monogamous with somebody sexually and structurally then just be honest with the person and let let what, whatever happens happens because if you're not honest, and you step out, it's going to be worse anyway. I'm, yeah, right, true. right, true. right. I mean, just be honest, with the, and then even with being honest, you know, an, another alternative might come out. I mean, the alternative that you want it might not happen, but another alternative might come out. But yeah, but I, but I think is a lot of people don't want to risk without yeah, that exactly. that answer is. Do you yeah. know? What I mean, it's all good and dandy to say have that open conversation. But if you know that that conversation is likely not going to be in the favor, then why have it at all? I'd rather risk being found out on the low, right? Because right. there's a chance that you may never find out. But if I come and tell you, you know my intentions, you know where my heart is. And if you say, this is not what I want, then it's blown up in my face. And I haven't prepared for that. A lot of people don't prepare. I still think for- n- not telling is worse because, I mean... Not telling, not telling, of course, is worse. Listen, nobody like not telling is worse. It's it's not worse for people who want to be upfront about it and is not right for the people who are doing it on the low, right? Right. The why people are not upfront and having open, honest conversations is because number one, they try to avoid confrontation because most of the time it might lead into or escalate into a confrontation. Number two, People don't know how to have civil discourse when it comes to the matters of the heart, right? Um, because it all of a sudden becomes people get to, def- or people start becoming accusatory. Um, yeah. Or yeah. three, three, a lot of people haven't thought the process through. What happens if I have this conversation and we decide to split ways? What right. does that exactly. actually look like That's for me? And yeah. a right. lot of take that step and they go through that path for themselves and they say I'm going to lose this, I'm going to lose that I'm going to lose this, I'm not going to have that nah, that's too much of a risk right I don't want to do that right, Right, but here's here's what what? I'm going to link shorty on the low and if I ever get caught 
it's better to you know <laughs> deal with ask it for forgiveness yeah right, later right, do you know right. what i'm saying okay. deny deny or ask for forgiveness that's two routes to take right but here's what yeah. i have a problem right because people are having relationships in the low and I, to be, i'm gonna be honest with you i think women do it well, a lot better than men to be real because women have to try don't have to try <laughs> to men do. women don't cheat <laughs> Women don't cheat. That's a lie from the, that's oh, a lie from the pit of hell. Oh, uh, Jen trying to bring the smoke. Women don't cheat. I don't understand we, what you're talking we not, about. We're not about to bring the smoke here today, Jen. Please, we're not going to be here for that. I'm sorry. So because the only reason why <laughs> most of us men men know that women cheat because some a lot of men have participating in women cheating. So, so <laughs> they're, the, they're the direct beneficiaries. So they're women the direct cheating. beneficiaries of women cheating. So we're not, we're not, we're not about to play that game. We're not doing that. We're not, nah, you can't do that with you can do that with somebody else. You can't do that with us. So are you saying that you are an active participant in another man's emotional downfall? No, I just have plenty of research. Nah, I was. No, I say, I, I say, nah. I've been a direct beneficiary. What are you talking about? All right, look. So, I, I, I so right. when I was young, when I was younger, girls that I was involved with, to, not to my knowledge, had a mm-hmm. boyfriend, and one even had a freaking fiance. But ain't, that's a whole different story. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But um, but yeah. So now we got that out, that bullshit out, out the air. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. The reason why I think it should, we should be honest because when, let's say, a man gets caught, he mm. gets dragged through the mud, loses everything, but the whole time Shorty was cheating on the low, but nobody will ever find out about that. So, t- so th- right there, that's deception and manipulation at its highest. Like, bo- mm. y'all should both be honest, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah. But you know what's even more deceptive or what's even more deceiving is that, like, this is because I was just having this conversation last night. So men should be held accountable. Let's 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 presume that the man is always a cheater. Let's let's stay. Let's stay. Let's use that example. Let's just use that example. Let's just use that example. Like the man is is cheating, right? Okay, fine. So the man should be accountable for his cheating. But I think what we need to see more of is women being accountable for the knowledge of it beforehand. And when Here's what I mean by that. All right. Let's say you're in the, the dating but serious phase, right? You, you, you know, you, you have an idea, you know, you know, he might be messing with some other, another chick or something like that. You probably know, or you have an idea of his life. You probably know. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say knowing because the accountability is for it. If you actually know whether it comes from intuition, whether it comes from that, da, 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 da. then you still move forward and, and then you, you commit and you just assume that the man is going to change his lifestyle. The thing that that women don't appreciate about men is sometimes is that we know the men man the, if the man is cheating, he knows when you find out. Mm. If you even if you don't say it, he knows when cuz he knows what there is to know and he knows when you know. And because you're going to act a little different, whether you say something or not, something's going to change. He's going to know, oh, damn, she knows. So then if he, if you continue down, you say, all right, we're going to get married. And then you already know. Then later, how are you going to hold that same thing against him that you already knew was happening before you even got married in the first place? I think there right. needs to be a little bit, a little bit more um, accountability for that knowing and acting on that knowing. You can't. 
the man should be accountable for what he does. I, I, I'm not excusing him. Any any man who who does that, I'm not, I don't be I don't really get down like that. But I'm not excusing that either. But what I'm just saying is that all right, if you but if you kind of knew before you got into something that that was the case, then how how can you hold that thing against the person? It's just kind of weird and makes it difficult to have honesty right in the relationship mm-hmm. because the man he kind of thinks in his head in the back of his head he's like all right, well she she knows something's going on maybe if i as long as i keep it to myself i don't make it messy then i maybe i can just keep going like this and he's just under that presumption the woman is under the presumption that oh, okay he put a ring on my finger so he's gonna stop tomorrow yeah that that's a little bit weird and and we don't we just don't think about it the same way we don't like view it the same way so it's not even like the man is like going in lying to her and saying he's not saying Yo, I'm Anything. never gonna see no other woman. Yeah, but yeah. but there's it's a bit more of an assumption and a presumption. Yeah, you know? she's assuming that the highest level of commitment he's about to step into <laughs> with right. giving the ring, but what he's saying is that my behavior hasn't changed. Right, <laughs> and but it I'm doesn't still committed. To, yeah, and it doesn't, yeah. and it will not. But no, it I may. Will, it, 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 may, may. It, may, right. it may, it may, it may, it may change for those. Yeah, it may. But it's also saying to you, listen, you are very much aware of this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And yet you have decided unknowingly that you are OK with it. Right. That's the sense. Right. Because you're essentially saying it's OK. Right. If he yeah. knows, if he knows that, you know, and you just ain't saying nothing to him, then he's like, oh, it's it's in, it's implied consent what they call it. It's implied, yeah, it's implied consent. And then the highest implied consent is to say, yes, I want to commit my life to you forever, knowing that from you will step out on me. Because you have shown me that you've done it prior to that level of ultimate quote-unquote commitment. And now, I'm telling you, that's fine. I still take you. (laughs) All of you, good at exactly, even though right. you're not right, exactly, exactly, and that's kind of lying to oneself. And mm-hmm. and be- before you get lied to, you kind of lie to yourself if you know that you're not, if you know that that's happening. It's one thing if you don't know, like there's some people yeah. they just get blindsided, and that's different. But mm-hmm. if you kind of know what's already going on, and then you go into it knowing that. That's kind of lying and knowing and then, you know, that you're not OK with that. And then you don't do anything about that. I think that that's unfair to yourself. And then it later it's unfair to them. Let's assume it's always the man. <laughs> I got I got a great example for that. to the man. I got a great example for that. That's the difference between marrying Bob Marley and marrying Derrick Jackson. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. You know, you know, the, you get blindsided. That's one thing. But Yeah. I don't even want to go My bad, my bad, y'all. I'm sorry. I just, ever since he got caught, it's been the happiest day of my life. I didn't even, you know, the whole time, I didn't even really know who he was, but Bruh, he's his, a clown. He's a his clown. videos used to come up all the time, and people, and the, and the women that I would be around would be like, he speaks the truth. He keeps it real. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here in the background like, this thing is a joke. Y'all a joke for listening to him. All right, I ain't going to say nothing. I knew one day that this man was going to have some type of scandal. And thank God it happened. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I'd be saying. I don't trust dudes like that who just always kind of be bashing 
you know, men like that in that way. I mean, you know, men, we deserve to be checked. But like a lot of these dudes that are that are caping so hard, they're making it worse, actually. Because, again, as we've seen with, with this guy, he just wants the same thing. Yeah. Right. The same selfishness. He's still very much a part of. We 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 need men to advocate for us. And, and that because we're not all trash. Like women be out here believing that 99 percent of us are trash. Which means that, okay, if y'all want to believe that, like whatever you believe is right. If you like, if you believe that men are incapable of, of, you know, monogamy, men are incapable of being loyal. I think that that's what you'll find. Same thing if you believe that about women. If you believe these, mm -hmm. these, these women ain't loyal, that's just what you're going to get. I mean, the craziest part is that most women think 99% of men are trash, but then yeah. they, don't, they don't believe, they believe like 10% of women are trash. I'm like. <laughs> that, that math ain't right. Something's not right, right here. Like, that ain't right. I don't, I don't know what college you went to, but <laughs> those numbers don't add up. Yeah, no, they don't. Some, some, some. Yeah, it's not. It's not even fair. It's not even balanced. So then, imagine there's. That's why it's difficult for for just to even think about monogamy, right? If 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 you're getting into a relationship with a woman who's already preconceived notions that 99 percent of men are trash, how are you gonna beat that? And then. Mm -hmm. If you end up in a situation, this is what happens to a lot of decent dudes. I believe that more dudes than we like to think would just rather be with one woman. But of course, yeah, I, that's what I believe. But I don't know if it's true. I don't know how to figure that out. But here's the thing, though. If you're in a relationship with a woman and you get the same treatment as the man who is sleeping around, then what's the incentive to be monogamous? Right. So this is what I always say. And this is a whole nother podcast. Niggas getting into relationships with women who already hate men. That oh. shit. Oh, that's that a shit. whole episode. Nobody Woo! talked to nobody talked to me about that growing up, bro. Yeah. And the and the and the signs there, but nobody gave us the book to read them shits. Right. You know what I'm saying, but yeah, that's that's another thing. When you get into a relationship with, with a woman who already hates men, she's going to change you. Yes, for the worst. And vice versa, of course. But yeah, she's going to change you for the worst. Yeah. No, nah, but it's harder to to. It's easier for him to be changed to the worst than for her to be changed to the better. No, I'm saying when a, when a woman gets into a when a decent woman who has no issues gets, oh, into, oh, oh, gets oh. into a relationship with a guy who honestly secretly hates women by his treatment of women, she's going to be changed to the worst, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the same thing about for men. When you're just a regular average dude, which most dudes are, and you get into a relationship with a woman who already has an issue with men, she's going to change you. Yeah, for the worst. And then, you know, and she... And she, and she and those women create self-fulfilling prophecies. Yes. They take the men that are not like the men that they hate and they make them into the men yeah. that they hate. I've seen that a way too much. But that's what but that we're talking about monogamy. I, I just took it to a whole other level. My bad, y'all. Right. <laughs> right. But that may but but that thing that you're speaking to makes monogamy very, very difficult. For, at least for men. I, I can't speak for women, but for men, that makes monogamy difficult because why is it like you're getting treated like the trash dude who's sleeping around and then you're not sleeping around but then it's like you have all these options because there's more women on the earth right two to one on earth but it depends on what culture community like dc oh my god oh man it's, dc it's stupid but dc is stupid with the with the numbers but everybody who i know from like texas or california or south carolina say the same thing man the dating is whack up here bro yeah it is but it favors the men no, well, let me, let me let me let me let me real. DC favors men with money, in my opinion. Oh well, I mean, yeah, right. With, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, mean, not yeah. even like a lot of money, but just you stay, just stable. Yeah, with, stable because there's a lot of stable dudes in DC, but because of the government, right? 
Yeah, a lot of jobs here, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, enter just not even just the government, but yeah, there's a lot of like industry here. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot yeah. of like movers and plumbers, all tradesmen, yeah, even, met, even metro bus drivers. Yeah, but it, but it's all related to the government. But the point I'm going to make is, is DC is good for men who want to fuck around. DC is not good yeah. for men, not good for men who want good relationships. And the same thing for women. And the same thing for women, of course. Right. But women be coming here, coming to places like DC trying to find a husband. I know a woman who did that. I thought that was the worst idea. I, I wish I would have told her before. Like, I wish we would have talked, but she was just so quick to leave somebody. She was somewhere in the cut and wanted to come to DC thinking that she was going to find somebody. Hell no. Dudes ain't nah. trying to get married out here. In DC. Why, yeah. Hey. Why, why would you? And, and honestly, to be honest, let's be keeping it, keep it a buck. The best looking woman in DC got niggas financing them. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it a buck. You know what I'm saying? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Nah, they don't need it. This in the DMV, nah, I mean they probably, but nah, they don't really need it though. I mean, right. yeah, they, they can, but mo most of these women in, in the DC area they don't even need it. They they don't really need it. They be financing themselves. They got nah, houses, they I got think, cars, I, th they got I think if you looked at, I think I mean, yeah, women have jobs, but I think if you look closer at all the sources of these women's money, you'll you'll find that there's a lot of financing going on. In in DC. Not I'm not saying everywhere, I'm talking about DC specifically. Particular. I think dudes are financing these broke chicks, these young mm. broke. They're financing these young broke chicks who ain't got their own. But in my opinion, because again, I, I, I'm I'm personally friends with like a lot of women. Like these, the women who got their own, like they're independent. They don't want to be. They don't even want no help from those men. They don't want that. They want to show that they don't need it. Like it's a lot of ego with some of these women. It's the young broke girls who don't care. The young girls, they just want. Yeah, they'll take the bags and they'll take more. I mean, more young. I'm saying it does happen probably, but I'm thinking like. The women like my age, you know, oh, yeah, true, true, 30s, true. mid 30s, they not, they don't know dudes yeah, 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 financing yeah. them like that. Yeah. Plus, those women are harder to finance. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. Plus, sugar daddies, they, they tend to stay below 30. But, um, yeah, we're, right. We're exactly. Getting, we're getting off topic. You know, we, I'm going to take this break because we about an hour and, you know, this thing about to start tripping. So right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this break and get out and I'm going to send y'all another link to. And in the second part, we're just going to go through these, these points that I have here. <laughs> All right. We still we, are. We, 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 yeah. We got these points that we, I think we, I think would be good for us to go through. All right, all right, Jen, you good with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to leave you guys a little bit earlier than that, but yeah, send the okay. link. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Let's go back in. <laughs> no, no, but not. Let's. Oh let's, my god, yeah, this but, is so going to be such a good podcast. Yeah. This 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 portion that I want to talk about because you you remember those notes I sent y'all? Yeah. Yeah, I want to get into some of the, get some of those points if if you don't mind. Let's do it. All right. So, in in my research, I found that monogamy is a rule, love is a feeling, and marriage is an institution, which is institutions are created by men, right? Mm -hmm. So, the, if you guys agree with that, my question is: Can you does monogamy equal love? And if you have, if someone, and and if there is no monogamy, does that mean that there's no love? I don't think monogamy equals love. Just as I don't think polyamory, or however you call it, equals love. Okay, that's fair. Um, I agree. Because you can be you can be in a monogamous relationship or marriage without love. That's true. That's true. But it's still monogamous. And you could be, and you could be in a monogamous relationship, relationship and marriage and it's love somebody else. That that as well, or you could be in love with the person that you're married to yeah, as well. It all it, there's different facets of it. 
Yes, but to sir. say if you are in a monogamous relationship, that equates to love. I have to disagree. All right, so you put you make love, you create love. Um, having something and and giving it a name doesn't necessarily equate to love. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, a point that I saw was that men produce millions, countless sperm in a day. And a woman produces one egg a month in any way possible. Could that be an explanation to why men seem to be less monogamous? <laughs> what does biology have to do with releasing of listen? We're talking about biology. What does biology have to do with biology? What does biology have to do with biology? No, I'm just trying to say in terms of it defining, you know, monogamy, because listen, I might release one egg, yes, but that doesn't take away the desires that I might have. Right. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. But because so, yeah, women be more horny than men. Facts. <laughs> I I disagree. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree. I think men are more horny more of the time than women nah, are. You don't got as many women friends as I do. It's it's a slight advantage to women. <laughs> this uh, is quite, yeah. A slight advantage. It's not much, I, but it's I respect I respectfully disagree. Respectfully, right. what, do you say, Jen? what do you say, Jen? <laughs> so, Jen's going, she's a tiebreaker. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and she's a woman, what she and think? a woman on top of that, which trumps anything you're saying. Right. <laughs> but what, no, I, I think, I think, I think, I think, no, listen, lib- men and women's libido ebbs and webs throughout. Some might be higher and lower, defining on terms of where they are in their life, health stuff. I think early stages a lot of men boys are more hornier than girls in initially right once women hits once we hit puberty yes we our hormones are raging and i think we're both equally at some point interestingly enough i think when women get into their late 20s early 30s their libido goes high like there's a high while i feel men goes down slightly or they maintain it and then funny enough as men get older your libido goes down hence the reason why you have you know um you have ed you have viagra you have all of these things to help speed you up while as women as we get and obviously when you have when you reach menopause and you're no longer secreting certain hormones Oh my God! Yeah, so that's why I said it ebbs and it flows. No, I I agree with that. So that's one thing I didn't say. Men between like fifteen and twenty five are just the horniest things the, on the planet. Women kind of have to get into that. When 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 we hit late twenties, early thirties, it's not even a competition. But um, and then when when men get older, and I think some of that is not just uh, uh, libido. I think some of that is just dealing with women for forty years. They tend to seem to not be as horny as they were when they were twenty five. Yeah. I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's hey, a but joke. you ever, yo, the look, look though. But do y'all ever be watching? No, y'all. Hopefully, y'all don't. But y'all ever seen them videos on YouTube where the the young dudes they'll go around and like in like Miami or whatever Fort Lauderdale and they'll be interviewing the women. Women are just. Oh as sick yeah, as when they're walking the, on the sidewalk. Yeah, the like women that, are yeah. just as sick as the boys. It's, oh yeah, it's yeah, it's a tie at that point, and then it goes up. When we saying it goes up from there, then yeah, slight advantage to the women. No, so here's the thing I'm saying: 
I'm not talking about a measurement of magnitude. I'm talking about a, a, a measurement of quantity, not quantity of um, uh, how how much and how many times you think about sex in a day, every day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. You'd be surprised. Yeah, we I just know. don't speak about it. I know. I we know. Just... I know that. I know. I know. That. I know. Yeah. I'm speaking to Tola. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. All right. Well, well. Message. So, I guess you guys won that argument. So, I'm gonna move on to the next one. Let's move I, on. I, I, I respect. I mean, I, I, um, what's that word I'm saying? I concede. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Here's well, one move. thing: people aren't committed to the people they marry. Some people, okay. Some people aren't committed to the people they marry. They're more committed to the idea of monogamy. What do you think about that? Yeah, I guess I'll go on this one. Um, I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, okay. Every, all of these are gonna be yes, right? Because this is like, all right, it's the case for some people, is is the case for not. But yeah, I think that like going back to the love thing, you know, it's hard to even frame that succinctly because some like like let me use myself an example like yeah i would love to come home to a woman every night the same woman every night i'd love that and you know monogamy if that's what monogamy is then yeah there's love so what what i think to me the question is the way i see the question is people should be more committed to the person they're with right uh, the 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 fact that people are more committed to an idea than a, than the actual person to me is a problem. That's why you know. I think Tolu, sorry to interject. I think people are. I think initially when you when you start a relationship, it's about person. It's not the fact is this right. It's mm-hmm. I'm connecting with you as a person. I like you. I think as as relationships progress and it always starts off when there are cracks in a relationship, right? Because when relationships aren't <clears throat> where it used to be or you're having issues with a person, then you're no longer looking at the person. You're looking at, okay, what have we built together, right? Mm-hmm. So then that's when people start relying on that structure of, okay, what? the monogamy and it goes back to kind of the benefits of right that we discussed earlier i'm going to hold on to this because of the benefits and yeah the person is a part of that but the person is not the overlying thing that's making me want to stay it's the benefits. but initially you're going into it because of that person because if it wasn't for the person there would be no monogamy there won't be a relationship so I think that's what happens is people go into something and it's all about that person. And then as life happens, and as things start to, you know, there might be a breakdown mm-hmm. in the relationship or the marriage, then a lot of the times what's holding people together is the fact is we have 18 years in the game or we have 10 years in the game or we have two kids and we have this and we have that. And now they're relying on that. And a lot of the times is when those things are no longer I guess anchors to hold that relationship together, and you'll see that people then, you know, go their separate ways. So if the kids are now outside of the house, you know, they're going off to college. Now I can, you know, find true love or whatever it is. But initially, as I said, they're they're holding on to that relationship because of the person, and then as time goes by, they might rely on 
So, so I'm surprised Osa didn't have nothing to say about this because we talked about this before. No, yeah. I agree with I agree with that. You're committed to a person, and then that commitment might morph into something else where the relationship itself is more important than the person. But what I'm saying is, you get into a relationship with somebody, and then you both make promises or say that you want in sickness and in health, do stick or thin, that I'm in it for the long run. Uh, you know, I'm this, I'm loyal, I'm all that. But then if that person doesn't want the, the thing wrong, then it's like, well, fuck this. I mean, you know, right. throw all that stuff in the trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that happens a lot. That's happened to me for sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, but so you like, right. It's like, what are, what, yeah, yeah. What are people actually committed to? Yeah. And a lot more, I would say, yeah, there are a lot of people who are just committed to the idea of monogamy. Well, hence the divorce rate. But a lot of people are just so committed to monogamy more than the people right and that because that's the number one deal breaker for so many people and like uh again like mama showers that ali said um if that's gonna be you know the deal breaker like that's it like that's it that's all it takes and and then it's just gonna break a, a relationship but relationships go through so much so if you're not really willing to if you're gonna stop at that one thing every time then yeah you're you're probably never really committed to the person mm. I agree. So that's that's enough on that one. We're moving along pretty quickly. My phone just uh went to blank. Oh, here we go. All right, what's the next one? So yeah, so I was I was looking at the history of monogamy and and how we practice it today, especially with men. And we talked about double standards earlier. So let's 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 get into it. Let's be real. Civilized and I was doing research that said civilized men, you know, men in societies that are strong, you know, have never been monogamous. They've always had concubines, whores, and mistresses. And it's only recently, within the, since like the 60s or the 70s, where the idea of complete sexual monogamy was actually a thing. Mm. That, really? Uh, Even in the 70s when they had the whole free love movement? That's probably well, um, in America. Yeah, oh, probably, oh, probably, oh, probably, probably, probably only in America, but before the, the the argument was that before like the seventies or the eighties or the sixties or whatever it was, that it was kind of known that the guy would have the wife would be a housewife and take care of the kids and all that, blah 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 blah. And if you're a guy of any salt, if you have any salt, you probably had a a, a side chick or a mistress, concubine, or went to visited or, a whorehouse or whatever. You know, what I'm or saying? a whole family, bro. Or a whole family. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know. And again, I'm that's what I came into the research, and I'm like, I mean, I I think. <laughs> given what we talked about earlier, OC, about where we are uh, being one generation removed from uh, polygamy. Yeah. I think that's pretty accurate, actually. Right. Me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we are literally one generation uh, removed from we polygamy. Are. We yeah. are. We are. Yeah. Yep. And all these ideas are, really, are, are new. They're really, really new. And that's why we're struggling because it's not in our, it's not even in our DNA. It's not in our ancestral DNA. So for some of us, maybe it is, but for the most part, it's just not even in our ancestral DNA. We're struggling with it because it's newly introduced. So what's the solution then for those who are seeking monogamy? No, so um, I was going to get to this next point. Oh, sorry. In my research, they had say, I mean, in studying human beings and why human beings are um, more superior to other races, possibly. Again, this is what I've been researching. It says that monogamy may not be natural, but the practice of monogamy might be related to our higher brain functionality, which might um, be the reason why we are more successful than other animals and other species. Because honestly, if you can make 
a monogamous relationship work, you can do almost anything. Because they, they argue that it's not natural. So that mm. you have the brain power to deal with the emotional uh, requirements and the relationship requirements and the social requirements to make monogamy work, then you probably can do anything. Like put people on the moon and create a podcast where I can talk to you from D.C. while you're in Houston. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That peace of mind does does... I think that peace of mind does help to focus on other things. Like if your home life is stable, then yeah, you can just focus on going to the moon. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll even say that when I see successful people my age, most of their success comes from their stable home environment. Because mm-hmm. they're, not, they're not smarter than everybody else. They, they, their parents paid their rent and bought them cars and they didn't have to worry about this and have to worry about that. And they could focus on furthering their career and they could focus on saving up money to buy a down payment on a house and then use that money to, to own property. And do, I mean, it's like it all stems from the stability of family. Mm-hmm. And so monogamy, in my, in my idea, in my opinion, is, is, is good for that in that regard. If you can't handle the stress and the drama and the holla of dealing with different people, then maybe you should just focus on that one person and get that right. Right. But it doesn't, <laughs> but just because you have multiple people doesn't mean that there's more stress and wahala. And I just want to point that out because no, a lot that's of people tr- assume that, that. That's true. And that's because, and to me, the difference between, uh, honestly, and this is just being honest, the difference between a successful relationship with people who practice po- uh, polygamy and polyamory, whatever it is, is the mindset of the people that get into it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, of, but that's but that's also with monogamy as well. That that that's not only for people who are right. polyamorous. It's for people in relationships, point yeah. blank, right? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and additionally, true. though, additionally though, like there's there's certain things that make it like if you're if you're in a monogamous relationship, right? It there's really only two people to like. Let's say, for example, let's say to take care of the kids. Actually, and everything. There's only two people, right? So let's say taking taking care of the kids. Mom usually and typically, mom usually doesn't even get a break. But imagine if mom could just all right. She needs a break. She can leave the children in the care of a sister wife who she she doesn't have to worry because. She's not her sister. Why she knows she's not a psycho or something. All that she doesn't have to pay a whole bunch of exorbitant fees and da 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 da. There's a peace of mind to that. Or if she just needs to get away from her husband, she she has another woman to talk about without stepping outside of her relationship to then talk about it to some people outside of the relationship. And then that's never that's usually never good for the relationship, right? So it's just there's a little bit more. Yes, there's potentially more issues, but there's actually more freedom, you know, involved. We where you where you talk about taking care of the 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 whole person. It's not just dependent on two people, and that's slightly. It can be advantageous for the children because monogamy is great, but a lot of times what happens is that the issues of both individual in the monogamous relationship they are directly affect the children and the children are just forced to be in one household with one set of parents and the parent if the parents are they whatever the weirdness of the parents is and and all the children are affected by that as opposed to some type of communal parenting whatever whatever form that looks like where the children can get different pieces from different quote unquote like parents or parental uh, figures and then that ultimately could potentially lead to healthy children as well but those are some of the areas where um, that that people kind of don't appreciate, you know, when they're when they're thinking about it, because that's 
yeah, monogamy is cool, but like, yeah, you're subject to just two parents and those two parents are just learning how to figure things out on their own. So whatever they haven't figured out, you suffer from most right. of you, yeah, like I suffer from whatever my parents hadn't figured out by the time they had me and whatever to this day. But like, if imagine if I would have had, oh, like, you know, another mom or, or, or another dad even, or something like that, who was just as close or in the household or whatever. I mean, all right, I may have had more resources when I was mad at my parents or they were mad at me, it was over. <laughs> yes, so, you know, um, the resources. So let me talk about resources. Resources really, honestly, in history is the only reason why people even became monogamous. It wasn't like it was a written law. It was, we need to share resources to raise kids. Really? I mean, and this is the research I'm doing again. I don't claim to be a scientist. I did this shit in like three to three or four days. But I'm what I consistently found through history, through species, is that the purpose for monogamy is not like some romantic idealism. It's we need to pull our resources together to raise strong, healthy kids that will survive in this harsh world. So I mean, mm-hmm. um, resources are at the center of that. And and um some of the people who argue for polygamy or polyanamory or you know some you know their tribes and native american tribes used to just let everybody raise everybody so basically everybody was fucking everybody and everybody was raising everybody but they said the benefit to that was that no kid was only your kid right. everybody's kid was everybody's kid so they treated everybody's kid like they were their own right and it, the kids had a higher chance of uh of survival right and then more resources were shared throughout the kid throughout the family no, no kid felt like isolated i don't Again, I'm, I'm not saying again, I'm not saying that monogamy is wrong and people should practice other um, people should practice like polyamory or uh, polygamy or whatever. I'm saying people need to be honest with themselves and that monogamy is not really happening, honestly. So people need to be open to having discussions about non-monogamous relationships or in my case, I'm, I, I probably I'm most likely going to be in a monogamous relationship. That's what I want. But I, I want a, rela- a monogamous relationship that if something happened everything won't just go to shit and everything that we build over the years will just get destroyed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause, yeah. because in my opinion, in America and in the West, when America really, we're just an over-sexualized country. So everything revolves around sex. So the sex is the deal breaker in the relationship. Right. And sex is the, sex is the centerpiece of monogamy. No, sex is not the centerpiece of monogamy. Right. The, centerpiece of, the centerpiece of monogamy is a commitment to each other to, to pour resources and to raise a family and to build an infrastructure. And to um, and build yourself up economically, and to be there for each other emotionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, sex is kind of our over-sexualized view of how the world works. My yeah. my my thoughts, my thoughts. Yeah, and even commitment though, like commitment is also relative, right? To the man who has a side piece or whatever, if he comes home to his wife on the regular basis, then he's committed. He's showing commitment. Right. And I'm going to be real. I'm, I don't think I'll be comfortable with my wife telling me, oh, I just got a side dude and this is just what it is. You know what I'm saying? But if my wife came to me one time and I found out that she had an extramarital, extramarital situation, but we talked about it and we explained and then, you know, we, we went through whatever shit we got to go through to get past that. I'm willing. I can oversee myself getting past that personally, but I also would expect her to do the same thing. But again, I wouldn't just as I wouldn't want her to just have another dude and to just be because I think that's just detrimental to the relationship for me. I wouldn't be out here. I, I know I wouldn't be out here just having another chick if I picked the right wife. You feel what I'm saying? If I if I made the right decision to marry the right woman, 
I should be out here just having another chick. But if, if, if I mean, I'm gonna be honest. If I messed, if I fucked up one day, I don't want that. I don't want to be like, well, let's say that's over. Everything that we put in doesn't matter. Like, nah, let's 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 talk about this and see if we can work through this. Just like I would do the same thing for you if you mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. But if you are if you've been reckless this entire time, then we probably can't work. Right. Yeah. But yeah, and I think that's also though, yeah, a, a function of of probably getting into relationships and getting to a marriage is like doing thorough assessments. Like you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta know what's important to you, and then you gotta be real about what you can and what you can't get from your partner. If you it, but if you put the certain things that are priority in place, then yeah, there won't be a need for extramarital affairs. But sometimes there may just be, right? right. If you if you've got if you've got four out of five things let's say on your checklist and you've got them covered in your marriage. It's just, this maybe one thing, you know, you want a chick that likes anime and whatever. <laughs> your wife hey, 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 I'm a new, I'm a new anime fan. I'm a little, I, I can't even lie. It's just fire. Yeah. But if that's, yeah, then if that's what you like, but your wife, she don't like nothing about that. Maybe you got a side chick and that, that, that's the thing. All right. Are you going to throw away the whole wife? Cause she don't like anime. Not no, yet. But right. here's another assessment that's really, really important. You have to understand how sexual your partner is. Not all men are the same sexually. Yes. That's not, facts. Not all dudes have the same fuck. There's some dudes who have massive sex drives and some dudes who don't. Who don't. And there's some dudes who are... Look. Sexual compatibility is so real and it's, it's not really talked about. It's not. Like, you might not be enough for your man or you might not be enough for your woman. Let's be real. Yeah, it's the opposite. Most I think somebody told me a disturbing study uh, that um, it was a high percentage of women that aren't really fully satisfied sexually in their relationship. It was high. It was like exorbitantly high. I want to say in the high 80s. I mean, and that's still that's still I, being modest. Yeah. And I have to say that I, I 100% believe that study just off of having conversations with my own friends. Oh my yeah. gosh, that joint humbled me. I was like, "Dang!" I mean, but, but we said women are in their peak; they kind of peak out late twenties, thir- in in their thirties. I mean, niggas by that time, not peak out, but they get more the sex drive increases, right? You know, and and that's when dudes' sex drives are starting to wane a little bit. I mean, not nah, let's be real, dudes' sex drives don't go away in their thirties. I mean, even their forties. I mean, maybe like their fifties, but women's in sex drives sex drives are increasing. So you have to be real, like, am I sexual enough for my woman? Am I sexually enough? For my, my man might want to have sex every uh, twice a week, every week. Are you down for that? Now nah, women be wanting it way more than that. But um, way more, way more than that. <laughs> That's light. No, what I'm what I'm saying is that, that, but it varies from person to person. Not really, women be consistent. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, like, no I'm, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, what I'm, what I'm saying is that you know. The, the earlier point is you got to understand can you fulfill your partner sexually well yeah but this is the thing men got to humble themselves because 80 to 90 percent of women aren't satisfied you know how we be as men we be thinking we throwing it down and da da da. it's not even about the rate or the how often and the libido it's just satisfied like when she does get it is she really being satisfied that's what men we don't even think about honestly we i don't, I don't even think we talk about it enough i don't know we talk about that stuff Nah, not in the way. Obviously, not enough, cause, cause the sisters they not sad. Women aren't satisfied. So we think we see we talk about it like we think that we're holding it down. We're clearly not. Ninety, bro. The study is like eighty something, ninety percent of women are just not like secretly though. They're yeah, not wait, telling wait. us. 
they're not telling us that's the thing we we think we because we have all this ego as men we just think we're just so dumb but anyway no nah, i mean what, I, what i'm saying is that me and my exes we talked about what they like and what they didn't like you know what i'm saying like, they're satisfied if they're not satisfied we talked all about right that. all right so you're the exception i'm all right sorry you're the exception all right i'm, not saying, I'm, I'm saying, assuming i'm based on the based on the the study women are lying to their partners 80 to 90 percent mm. women are lying so even if you did talk about they're yeah. probably lying they're, they have to be lying right so that's what oh, i'm saying so your point is that we should allow the women to have extramarital affairs then no that's not the point the point is we're not even we're not even uh in tune with what that really means when we're talking about sexual compatibility a man just thinks that oh he just needs to do it i don't know what he thinks but he just needs to beat it up and make her moan a few times but like women aren't reaching orgasms and stuff whatever all that stuff they're not really being fully satisfied we just care about us if we have a good time yeah if we if we have a good time we think and we we presume that she has a good time when we had a good time but she may not have even orgasm women are being whole relationships with men for a long time and they'll tell them it's okay but what they won't tell them is that she's not reaching orgasm yeah and that that's a that's a serious that's a serious issue too and well, then, take, yeah I'll and take, then, then we got the nerve to want to be with multiple women we can't even that's what i'm saying we can't even satisfy one so I'll take, word, I'll take your word for it that most men don't i'll take both of y'all no nah, take jennifer's word yeah that's yeah, don't take, take my word for it take both y'all it's true it's, yeah oh, right well, it's true a lot of times is sometimes we don't even want to have sex we're just like mm, yeah yeah okay come on, let's get up because it's ra rather doing that and having an argument right and sexually satisfied because a lot of sexual hmm, how can i put it starts mentally right that's mm, where we yeah. get worked up men you guys are just physically horny you want that release right then and much most time it takes a lot for women to get to that point and then to reach climax through penetration alone that right. that in itself does not happen a lot of times and sometimes some women have never experienced it right with right. a man full stop right. let alone their own partner right so and, so so okay so because okay. um, we're talking about um monogamy so do you think that Opening it up, opening opening up marriages would solve that, or what? What is your solution? I think men need to care more about getting in touch with with their women sexually first before trying to step outside. Okay, I mean, that's fair. Because because here's my thing. My thing is if you're if you're really taking care of your woman sexually at home, if you're really really doing a good job, then you know she she won't need an extra marital affair. Is that music? Is that music in the background? Uh, are we being played off the stage? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Sorry. No, no, no. But, but, okay. So that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I, I do agree that men should take interest in how to sexually please their women, their women. And I, but I do believe that men and women should be more in tune to their partner's sexual. Oh shit! We lost Jen. Uh, she could hop back in, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'll just keep going. She'll she'll hop back in, but I do think both both sexes should take uh, more take into account their partner's sexual needs before entering into a relationship. Because you know, I was watching a YouTube special about this woman who didn't know that her husband 
who didn't know that her husband wanted so much and she said she couldn't handle it. Right. Yeah. Men don't really talk about it either. And we're not really taught to be to understand ourselves sexually. We just told, yo, all we got to do is bust a nut and then that's good. So, yeah, we we us two um, need to really get in touch with what we like so that we're able to articulate it to our partner, because all we you know, men just be wanting a freak to just know what to do. <laughs> yeah. That's why we be, that's why all these hoes be getting attention, man. Cause you know, we, we just, she not, she know what to do. We ain't got to say too much to her. Yeah. Hoes are a lot more popular than, than society would make them believe. Especially, yeah, no, high, especially, I love hoes. especially in high places, like yeah. high, high, high places. Now nah, you, nah, you've heard me say this all the time. I love hoes, man. I got mad respect for hoes. They are a central part of society and civilization. And they've been keeping the world going for thousands and thousands of years. So I don't knock hoes. Hoes is not a bad word to me. I don't do hoes shaming and nothing like that. Well, let's, I mean, well, let's say let's say whores is usually the, the proper term. Whores. What's it? I don't know the difference. It's, I mean, uh, hoes not I, a real word. I don't know. No, nah, I'm gonna use the word that the hoes I know use. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the hoes that they know. You know, they call them. They say it like, yeah, we some bad hoes that are like those. They know who they are. It's the. It's the. It's the closet hoes that are really causing problems in in society. It's the the open hoes and the ones who just they they accept their the role and they've chosen the role. They're they're great, but it's the closet hoes that just be messing stuff up and trying. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah but, but but to, to for me, hoes are good for one thing. Whores or hoes, whatever, they are good for one thing. But we talk about relationships and monogamous relationships and just families in general. You need more than a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, however, but that's why hoes are, are, are essential, though, because here's here's what hoes specialize in. Um, hoes specialize in making a man feel good and treating a man good. That's their specialty. I know it's it's we think it's just sex, but no, their specialty is actually just making a man feel good because that's why that's why so many married men got hoes on the side is because at home, maybe they're their partner or their wife at home, they're not, that's, they're not specializing that. They're not probably, they're probably not doing that. And a hoe, that's her specialty. When the man comes around, she don't got no problem doing whatever he wants. This whole shit, but it, it works. And then we men, we feel good about it. It's not just really, they're good at one thing, but the one, well, if it was one thing, the specialty would just be making men feel good, treating a man good. And even if it's just for the moment, and that's why they be winning so much. And that's why they're, you know, they've always been around and they'll, they'll never go anywhere. And a wife may not necessarily know how to specialize in that. And a lot, oftentimes it's just not really her job, especially if she's taking care of the family and the responsibilities of the home. Her specialty just may not be making him feel good. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Jen coming back. So. Yeah, she's probably getting in her car. She, she, she she probably, she's probably dipping. Um, All right, let's wrap up. Yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up. There was there was one question I wanted to get on because I put it, I actually put it on on Facebook, um, and I do want to what do you call it? I do want to get into it. No, because you know how sometimes um, I feel another reason monogamy or relationships in general don't work because people are only thinking about what they want and not thinking about what they give to the other person. Because mm. I remember I had a girlfriend who. We started dating. She said she had a list of fourteen non-negotiables. Dang. And and uh, we shut that down after like the first couple of weeks of dating. Like, nah, this this ain't gonna fly. But the, to me, that's why. I, I, man, this a, we could do a whole other podcast because there's some some drama I just heard today. But I ain't gonna put it out there right now. 
but we always look at what other people can do for us, but we never look at what we what we can do for other people. Mm. And I think um, that ties into monogamy. Like people want people to be dedicated to you and only you, but they don't they don't fully understand. Well, what am I providing to this person for this person to be fully dedicated to me and only me? Not even just uh, uh, sexually, but just in a relationship in general. Right. I think that's a good point. And I'm like, you, instead, before you make a list of what you need from a partner, you need to make a list of what you bring to a partner first. And before you can even think about monogamy or polyamory or whatever it is that you, you want, you need to make a list of what you provide. What am I giving to this person? Right. You know, because if you don't, if you don't do that, you're, you're, you're going to get cheated on anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, real talk, you're going to get cheated on and divorced anyway if you don't do, if you don't size yourself up, self up first and then realize what you have, what value you have and then attract that same value in somebody else. Right. That's facts. I mean, I just want to get that point out because I put it on Facebook and I, would, I didn't want to not have it in the, in the podcast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but you got anything to say about that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, no, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's not much to, to say to that, but uh, yeah, I think that would be more, that would put people in a better position when it comes to mate selection. If you're thinking about, and you can humble yourselves for, for men and for women, it would be a good tool to help humble yourselves. Like, all right, coming into this, this is what I got. This is honestly what I have. This is where I'm at in life. This is what I bring to the table. Um, and then if you don't have a whole lot, then you shouldn't demand a whole lot. And then vice versa. If you do have a lot, then you can demand more. Yeah, that's true. Man, look, I think I think we did pretty good today. Yeah, this is a great conversation. Yeah, I think we did pretty good. I think I think we can end on a high note here. Um, I just wish Jen stayed the whole time, but no, monogamy is great. But if monog- my last, this is my last and final thoughts, monogamy is great. But I am on, I'm gonna go on record and say, for some of y'all to have what y'all really want in life long term relationships, healthy relationships, strong families, happiness, y'all might need to think about how you view monogamy. They, they, they say that uh, when I was doing my research, they call it humans monogamish. <laughs> no, real talk. When I was doing the research, they said, "Yeah, we're really actually monogamish." Yeah, that's we, a good way to say it. We practice structural monogamy, but in history, through in in you, they say that you can tell tell this through the DNA in people. Through history, we've been monogamish and structured, but we've been hitting everything left and right in the bedroom. <laughs> in real talk, yeah. And 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 that's how they kept happy. They, they had their structure, but then they had their fun. I'm not saying that that's going to work for everybody. Again, we talked about that. That ain't going to work for everybody. But you, you need to understand who you are in your relationship and what you can allow and what you can take and what you bring and, and what you can forgive. That's the big one. Mm. I mean, because, I mean, relationships are failing, and I think we're all suffering because of it. Yeah, all of us. Well, our relationships, are, our Christian, Muslim, Hindu, monogamous, holy relationships are failing. Yeah. Well, only, to, only half of them, <laughs> only half of them, or, or, or maybe fifty-five percent. I don't know. So we definitely need to look at what other things we could do, or what we're doing wrong, and what we're focusing on to make sure that these relationships don't break down. Because we, the kid, well, well, we're not kids, but when we were kids, we suffered when things went went bad, and our kids, the kids today, are going to suffer ten times more. Oh yeah, a lot of them haven't even they ha- they're not even seeing 
monogamous relationships. They're not even seeing their parents. Yeah. Their, their parents are not even pulling resources together. One parent is trying to take all the resources from the other parent and not even using it for the kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, just a bunch of stuff that's just not b- beneficial right. to raise strong, healthy, intelligent, productive kids right. and strong, healthy, productive, intelligent families. Right. I mean, um, that's how I feel. All right. Well, can I, I just, can I say, I guess I'll just close out with saying, um, I think that uh, in order for monogamy to work, I think a lot of the stereotypes about men have to be debunked. Um, and and I think men deserve like a chance, you know, to be heard uh, so that because there are I think there's probably a lot more decent men than we realize. And so I think that um, men should be given the benefit of the doubt um, in a lot more c- scenarios. And then women have uh, women have the power to uplift us more than they think and into this idea of monogamy i think if more women or more people want monogamy i think we have to believe in it and we have to bring that out of each other but we usually start off thinking that the other party is trash so Mm. with with that kind of attitude we're just not going to get anything good i mean just think about logically how can you think anything is going to work when you already don't like the other person yeah i don't yeah that don't make sense it doesn't and it's not working (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not working at all yep Hey man, I appreciate you, brother. Osama. man, this was, this was a great, a great episode. Yeah, totally, no doubt, man. Anytime, bro. Hey, hey man, and then whenever you got something to do, let me know, man. But I need to get out the house, though, man. They about to, we about to open up again. Oh, it's gonna be wild. I'm about to, go, <laughs> I'm about to go back in the house. <laughs> I'm not gonna, it's gonna yeah, be wild. you in DC? I'm in. Look, we we can both attest to this. In these major cities, when it gets warm out, niggas start acting crazy. Oh, yeah, I know. I've I know. already seen it. DC is already off the chain, but that's a whole other thing. I mean, outside my door in Baltimore, people are acting crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm, it's I'm crazy. Not I'm not surprised. All right, man. I'm going to let you go, man. That All right, brother. All right, All take right, care, man. Peace. Peace. Yo, I ended not- up talking about a lot of this stuff last yeah, we did. Oh, well, who? Uh, oh, no. Well, you ain't going to say that right now. We, 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 we live. I mean, I'm going to edit it out, obviously, but we live, so you don't got to say with who. Yeah. But you had, this, you had this conversation. Yeah, with the with the woman. Yeah, it just not exactly this, but a lot of this stuff we just kind of ended up talking about. It wasn't really about monogamy, but yeah, we ended up talking about this. Like, where does this come from? How can we do it? And also what it's going to take. You know, I was trying to to describe to her that like how like every we can't really for men it's just so difficult to have these conversations with women because everything always goes back to oh what does the man need to do what does the man need to do what does the man need to do what does the man need to do? always go back to that no matter what happens even with women i was saying to her i said all right look take men out of it take men out of it and look at how women treat each other because i know like i said i got mad women friends i see how they treat each other and i'll be like damn that's crud like they like they treat each other just as bad as they treat us. And they don't be and they still be sticking up for that BS. That like that that's the part that's insane to me. Like women treat each other just as bad as they treat us. And and then when you try to call that out to any woman, she'll pretend like that doesn't exist amongst her peer group. Would it's you be okay if I left this part in the podcast or you want just stricken from the record? No, no, I, no, I'll say this to anybody. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm going to be real too. At my place of work then, at my place of work, all of the beef starts with the women. The niggas just be chilling. Right. 
like all of the workplace drama and the unnecessary. And I'm not saying that all women like this. Of course, obviously, we're not saying all women. We don't. Right. We're not generalizing. But right. In my particular job. No, we are generalizing, but we're not blanket everybody. It's generally that's that seems to be the case. In my particular job, whenever there's drama at work that's unnecessary, that could even lead to people losing their job. It starts between some pettiness between two of the women that work on my job. <laughs> and then we get a... And it's, it's like at, at work, there are some there's some double standards in life, right? We get that, yeah, woo-woo is cool. But one of the biggest double standards that I just can't seem to wrap my head around is why is it okay for one gender to speak to another gender in a certain manner, mm. but it's completely not okay for the other gender to do the same thing? And then how that shit is even okay in the freaking workplace? It's oh, like yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like it's that's completely unfair. Yeah, you know, it, it's, especially when you're trying to make a living, you're trying to. Pay. A woman can just spaz out on you, and it's cool. But if you did the same thing, like, what's wrong with him? Like, I, I, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel I'm safe. safe. <laughs> I'm just like, man, this is like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> hey, did you ever? Um, did you hear about the? Uh, I forgot the DJ, whatever her name is, that was on the Joe Budden joint. Nah, what happened? Bro, it was like this DJ, some sister, whatever her name is. She came out. She got, I guess, she left the Joe Biden, Biden podcast like a while ago. But then she came out recently. You know when he broke up with those other dudes? When well, he, he, he fired him. Yeah, he right? fired him. Yeah, his man. So like, she used that time to come out and say why she left the joint. And basically, she came and she talked about this time. Like, there was this episode where he was being disrespectful to her or something like that. I mean, he was. I mean, but, like, she tried to really play it up which it just took away i talked to jen about it actually actually yeah actually that's what i was talking to i was talking to jen about it but she tried to play it up like oh well her daughter had to see her be disrespected and it's on the internet and it stays there forever and you know this is the workplace and she shouldn't have to like she played it up like that now granted he did straight disrespect her but like come on bro everybody knows who joe Biden is so you go you so you don't got to take no you're not going to take no accountability for knowing she said it yeah people told her beforehand she already knew what it was and the thing is also too though so uh, in my from my perspective there were so many the way she told the story there were so many opportunities for her to check his behavior like while they were doing the recording she 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 didn't not like maybe once if that like she didn't barely do that. Okay, boom. And then even other people in the room, they were feeling it. And they was like trying to, you know, support her, but she wasn't advocating for herself. And then towards at the end of the jump, she was saying, you know, they they said they were like the producers, they told Joe Budden, they was like, oh yeah, like you was doing too much. Like you want to cut some of that stuff out. Joe Budden was like, I don't care. It's up to her gave the sister the opportunity in front of him in front of everybody he gave this he gave the sister the opportunity to cut that stuff out that would have been embarrassing that probably she wouldn't want her daughter to see she said nah okay then later on when she was on the cutting room floor with the producers they gave her another i don't think joe was there they gave her another opportunity and they was like okay you know do you think we should cut some of this stuff out she was like uh nah and then they cut some stuff out just on their own morality <laughs> just like no we're not going to keep this in there but like she again she didn't do that 
And I, I get it. That stuff is it's not I'm not saying it's right. Like it's wrong what happened to her. Like he straight disrespected her. But like it's like she ain't do nothing like she did nothing to try and advocate for herself or, or to quote unquote stand up for these principles that she believes in. First of all, if you were so concerned about your daughter, you wouldn't even went on that show in the first place. That's my thing. But OK. Second of all, um, when you do nothing. Like, all right, if you're not going to say nothing, one, you didn't say anything to him. Like, she could have easily checked him on the show and be like, yo, you sound thirsty, Joe. Like, all right, chill out. Like, that, not to carry him, but to kind of tease him, you know, and, and make him aware of his behavior. She ain't even do that. And then on top of that, you had the opportunity to, to like, take the stuff out that you you think is so, you know, embarrassing. And now you, you, quote, unquote, feel humiliated, but you left it in there. Like, that's weird. Like, that's, and and she has to take, Zero kind of, she didn't take, she took maybe a little bit, maybe, all right, let me not say zero, but she took very little accountability for the things that she could control and then just wanted to only talk about what he did. And honestly, everything that Joe did to her, like, if you heard it, nobody who even, I don't even know, like, that much about Joe Budden. I've seen this podcast a few times, whatever, and I, you know, I like some of his music, but like, I don't even know that much about him to, to but like, when I heard the stuff that he did, I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know, I wasn't yeah. like, I wasn't like, oh my God, like, oh, that is unspeakable. You know, like if that was, you know, uh, you know, someone else, I'd be like maybe a little shocked and appalled, you know, but it's Joe Button. I was like, all right. I mean, yeah, but you made a good point. How can you get mad at Joe Button treat her like that? When you watch these real housewives, you watch the <laughs> right. hip hop, right? You see how women be treating each other, like, yo, that shit is fucked up. You're right. That's terrible how you treat that other woman. Yeah. Or yeah. You, remember, you remember when you remember that um movie Why Did I Get Married? Um, that was the um Tyler Perry joint. Yeah, a long time ago. That's before yeah, I realized. I, I, I kind of remember. It's before I realized Tyler Perry was trash. But <laughs> um, I remember Janet Jackson was in there and a bunch of other people were in there, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was a dark skinned dude who was like the villain of the of the whole movie, right? Yeah, which in, in Tyler Perry movies, that's that's often the it's case. Always the dark skin dude. Yeah, but then there was a girl in the because Michael Jai White was in the, in, in the movie, right? Mm. And his girl was just as toxic as that dude, <laughs> but she wasn't the villain. And I remember watching that movie like, how is this guy being portrayed in this way, in this movie? But then that woman is just as bad, and and she gets a pass, right? I'm like, and that that's when I started realizing that there, there are several double standards in life. And I'm just that's just one of them. Like yeah. women can treat people bad and not get in trouble for it. But if men treat a woman bad or treat people bad, then they're held to the highest level of accountability. Right. And that's what um, you know, Mama Shahzad Ali was saying. <laughs> like, you know, women haven't been, especially black women, haven't been subject to the same examination. Like nobody's looked at them. And gone through their stuff with a fine tooth comb. Mm. Jen came. Jen came in at the worst time. What's up, Jen? How you doing? Hi. It's the best time. No, no, we're talking about double standards and stuff like that. Hey, but... no, I remember, hey, Jennifer. I think remember me and you was talking. Remember the um the DJ on the Joe Budden joint? Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, I, oh my god. Yeah I, was, yeah. yeah, I was talking to Tolu about that. I was just like, it's just it's wild how like she didn't really take no accountability for stuff that she knew in yeah. advance and then you know and joe yeah he's trash but like most of us know that 
So, Jen, do you remember watching Why Did I Get Married? Did you see that? Yes. Is that you the remember... Tyler Perry one? Yes. Do you yes. remember the Dar- the Darcy guy that was like the villain of the of the movie? Yes, he was with Jill <laughs> Scott, right? Right. But do you remember Michael Jai White's wife in the movie? Uh the the salon owner, the yes. real Ronald, yeah. So I was saying that it was the way that they both were portrayed was a double standard because the, the guy was seen like the worst human being on the planet, right? Huh. But then the girl, the lady, who was who was doing, in my opinion, equally as as dirty stuff to the to her husband was not seen in the same light, and we, and that led into the that was part of the conversation of double standards and how we believe sometimes that women can treat men a certain way or with a certain fire. And uh, you know, how they speak and stuff like that, and how they act. But if men do the same thing, that they're going to look, they're going to be held to a higher standard of accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, I see what you're saying. There's a point. I think I think women can act out knowing that that it's it's justified in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Where you'll know, okay, she's a woman; she could do that. Right. She could say that. She could act out like that. So I think a lot of people can play into that. However, there's double standards across the board for men and women. Well, yeah, they yeah, just I mean, they just they just appear differently. Monogamy is probably one of those double standards in, in some circumstances. Let's go back in. 